Okay, so, so let's stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Parenting Unknown Podcast. My name is Matt. Hopefully everything is going well for everyone. I mean, it's the month of December and should be a good month, right? I know a lot of people that, well, myself included, my old job, the last two weeks of December, it was really, hopefully you got those two weeks off. I mean, it's a good time to kick off family, hang out, do some new friends, and honestly, just to be away from work. <laughs> I mean, those two weeks I look forward to in the time that I was working with my, me and my old job. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it did, and sometimes I have to argue for it. In the end, if I got at least two, three days off, it was all worth it. It's just, it's just life. It's just some things we have to do. And hopefully if I do releases in December, I'm more than likely I am, you never know. So if this is in January and you're listening to this, just disregard. Don't pay attention to me. <laughs> For this episode, I'm going to be talking about life is what happens while you're busy making other plans. And for the most part, a lot of things that spark me is either come from a movie or for this instance, quote from the great John Lennon. And if you don't know who he is, he's one of the main songwriters for the band called The Beatles. Kind of famous, kind of, you know, newsworthy, I guess. And John was a realist and he was a rebel who saw the world for what it was and spoke out about it. When I started getting into The Beatles, my mind was very much elsewhere. All the quotes, all the interviews, all those that I listened to, they really didn't process. I guess I was paying more attention about, you know, school, having crushes in school and home life. But when I first heard this, it had to have been around the eighth, ninth grade. And for a lot of people, that mark is when you kind of like pop out and you really get into music. I mean, that's something that's all common with us, right? I, well, I hope. At some point in our life, we discover music, and that's just that's just our life. And I mean, it stuck out, but I didn't check. Last four until now, I I deep think and write, and I see what it's about. Life, it's it's about life. <laughs> but I mean, the past five for the past five years, I have been at this slow awakening about it. And I think I was already having a realization, but now that it, I finally feel that it's materializing. And this is just my point of view. Others have different goals, and what I'm talking about is my life. So if you align with it, cool. If not, let's take a listen. You know, but I'm talking about my life to see what this journey is, what it's about, and what it has in store, or the possibility of what it has in store. I mean, we may cross paths from time to time in sections. Some of it may run parallel. Honestly, we're on our own. Somebody once told me, well, a lot of people told me about, told me this, and I've heard it from countless other spots. It's, we're only guaranteed, actually, I don't even one of my teachers. It was so weird because I think it was a teacher for, for a second because when he first heard it, it was kind of like, well, why is this teacher telling us this? That was like history or English. What they said was, you're only guaranteed three things in life. You're born, you live, and you die. Anything in between is all an added bonus. After hearing that, you just kind of like, kind of get dumbfounded. Like, what? What? I mean, but it's, for the most part, it's right. We're on our own. So this is mine. And I have seen time and time, t- 
time again, people and people working hard in their 20 and saving. Some going to school for another four years after completing the 13 that we went through. And some even going for eight years. And kind of makes you think, is it all worth it? What are we saving for? Why? And of course, there's tons of answers. You're saving for a house, saving for medical bills. I mean, some people have desires to go to school. They want to be doctors. It's a whole abundance of, of answers they could go. I mean, why go to school for 21 years of our life? Does that all honestly equate to a superior life? To some, it may seem so. Some may look down on you when you meet up. I mean, but but why? Does going to school for X amount of years, you know, make you a better person opposed to working a nine to five day by day? I mean, it's something that we're taught over and over again from where we're young. I was always told, get an education so I won't suffer. But honestly, what is suffering? For years, I lived with my own personal suffering. From the exterior to the interior, but one thing remained. I always just wondered why. If this is the one life we get, why did I feel like I got, in a sense, a shitty hand growing up? And this is no way comparing people's different different people's traumas. Because some may, may hear what I go through and say, you know, that's nothing. Some may say, you know, I've been through worse. That's that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm here for. It's not what I'm trying to get across. I'm not trying to say my trauma is better than yours or this, this, and that. It's just, I'm just talking, letting things out, discussing why. One of the things that we shouldn't do is try to compare our traumas. It gives an extra added power to our traumas that are keeping us down, that are outweighing us, and it's something that we shouldn't do. So instead of comparing, you should be more encouraging. Encouraging to the people that actually want to get out of it, want to deal with it, want to better themselves. And now there's a big shift on on just that, not comparing traumas. I mean, but there's still going to be those people. So if one of those people is no way comparing, not saying mine is better, you know, let's move forward. You know, but I had a lot of questions. You know, why did I get a shitty hand growing up? Why is my mom in jail? Why did my grandma die? Why did I want to kill myself? Whether you believe in afterlife or reincarnation or if you're just one of those who's just, there's nothingness where we pass. We only get this one life, one life that we know of. I mean, I'm a believer in the afterlife. There's many things in this world that are unexplained and there's no other, to say that there's no other existence. There's a theory that there's infinite possibilities of ourselves, you know, the whole multiverse theory. An example, in this life or dimension, I raise my left hand and another, I raised the right hand, and so on and so on, all moving at the same time. I mean, and as, as we do these things, we get a glimpse of deja vu, and that's what the multi-dimensions are acting. Some say that we live time, present, past, and future all at the same space. Kind of crazy to hear, right? For my life, this one I know, I want things simple. I want to grow old with my wife. I want to raise good kids. I want to gain wisdom. And be happy. Everything else is up in the air. I honestly don't care if what kind of car I drive, how much money I have. I mean, so long as we have a place to live and the bills are paid and the kids are happy, that's all I I care about. And some I say, don't you want better? Don't you want this? Don't you do that? Of course I do. I mean, it's hard to say, like, you don't want the bigger and better things. Obviously, everybody does. But that's not really my main focus. And the two things, I mean, the thing I just laid out right now, well, my wife, raising kids, 
gaining wisdom and being happy. That's all I really, I really want. Me and my wife discussed about, you know, getting a house and what, what I would want. And honestly, don't, don't matter. I don't want anything. It, so long as I would punch you back to let off frustration, I'm good. So far, I'm looking forward to growing old with my wife. I'm raising good kids. I'm on a good path right now with being happy. And right now, I'm just gaining wisdom as each day goes by. So I'm content. And what's wrong with that? We get so caught up with materialistic things. Some of the things that are essentials in life, they get looked over. But you know, the other aspects in life, I really choose to go after. Getting married was one thing, but having kids and forming my family was another. And until then, that was kind of like a stain on my mind and heart. Like one of those, at some point, that seemed unreachable goal. That was never going to happen to me. Now that I have it, it's the most important thing that I have. And of course, I thought about inserting a Vin Diesel joke about family, but I mean, we've heard enough of those. And being taught about life was really iffy from teachers, from my cousins saying we're guaranteed three things about being we're born, we live and we die. The rest is up to you. I heard this over and over again from multiple years, from multiple sources, but that's what they had told me. I mean, so by example, what I've seen was a struggle, 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 struggle. That's all I've ever was taught. That's all I was ever shown. That's all I was ever lived until a certain point in my life. I mean, I had two aunts that were doing good. Others that were getting by. Others on welfare. And a couple others that they just couldn't hold a job. Some of them were doing drugs or they were just there. So my future was really up to me. And all my older generation's advice was, didn't seem like it was going to help. All it seemed was, hey, see what I'm doing? Just don't do it. But it wasn't really a how, a step process. It was just kind of like, all right, you're out. Do everything on your own. But what does this mean? It's way nothing like now what we're learning about sitting up our own businesses and learning how to, you know, a trade is more vital than a good degree. And why do I say that now? Well, it's simple. 2020 had it, it was labeled, you're either essential, non-essential. The non-essential people were pretty much slapped in the face and they were told that your job was not really needed to run society. And what was, in a way, sucks for so many people that depended on work to pay bills and provide. And suddenly it was just all taken away, starting with that two-week closure. And then, well, to be honest, some of it's still going on. Some things are getting better. People are trying to get on their feet. But, you know, it was, it was a game changer. Adults are home with their kids more. Kids got bored. Kids hated learning being Zoom. Uh, what I really felt bad for the kids graduating in 2020. I mean, they were robbed for some of the essential things that they'd done in high school and all that. But a lot of them were just kind of like, well, if you're failing before, you'll get boosted up to a D to kind of compensate what's going on. And boom, you graduated, you're there. You know, but life happened and it chopped us in the legs. There's been a big shift of people actually doing what they want to do in their life. A lot of people are quitting their jobs saying, you know, they don't want to work nine to five. They want to go either business for themselves or find their own passion. And suddenly people seen what was needed to be done and what they wanted in life. More online classes for trades started being taken. And the idea of going in business for yourself really came into play. Also for our kids, education really came into question. And instruct Zoom teachings were really cut to a few hours opposed to their almost usual eight hours learning in class. And honestly, that made me think more that 
what we teach and how we teach really there needs to be an overhaul in terms of time, what we study, and a lot of it is even necessary now. Look at all the essential people. Some of the jobs that were getting frowned upon, that was like, yeah, you know, they're not that great. Yet, those are the ones staying open, keeping everything moving. So from the trucker drivers, people working in healthcare industry, fast food workers, markets, you know, some of the retail spots that were majorly open those, you know, two weeks, couple, three, four, five, six months, kind of really flipped and said, you know, this is what we actually need more. We don't need, you know, a person with a degree studying history. It sucks to say because I do know a few people that been eight, nine years starting like, you know, Greek history. In reality, what what was that gonna do? And with just 2020 and everything that happened, it just kind of exposed everything and showed, you know, we kind of re we need to evaluate what we do in our lives. It's short. I've said it before and I'll say it again. A lot of people look at school as daycare. A daycare so they can go bust their ass and provide for what the kids need. I mean, just 2020 right now is going on two years. And what matters most in life is really being questioned and looked at and being held to a higher standard by a lot of people. People are talking about higher wages, wanting healthcare, and we do have enough food to sustain ourselves. But even the worst case scenarios, people are dumb. As you've seen about the whole toilet paper fiasco, people are just hoarding toilet paper. People are going to the markets and buying up everything. So people that actually needed the wipes, diapers for themselves, I mean, for themselves, for their kids, it was being taken from the average person that was just so freaked out because they went to go look for toilet paper and it wasn't there. So guess what? They got the wipes. And it sucked for a lot of, a lot of people that actually needed them with the kids. Again, people are so dumb. They weren't paying attention to anybody saying, you know what? There's no shortage of nothing. You can still go to the market, take your time. There's no need to hoard or anything like that. And I mean, just some of the companies are getting hard over this because, you know, they're going through the inventory. But at the same time, it caused a panic. It caused for so much to be shortened out. Luckily for us, this whole week before the closure, I was paying attention to the news. So I was kind of buying things in advance. And I mean, we were good for those two weeks. And then beyond that, I mean, once those two weeks passed, it was kind of, you know, things got better. But it was still crazy that first time. And just, just people are dumb. <laughs> I mean, a person could be smart, but add them to a group and that group becomes a stupid mob and the stupid mob mentality kicks in. I mean, but life is like paying taxes. We file a single so they take out as much as they can during the year. And it just leaves us just enough to go by. And then at the end, you have to get a refund. Why do that? Why not just adjust the numbers so the government takes out their small share and you get more money to spend, more money to be comfortable. But I mean, but we can't. We're not told that. We're not taught that. Life right now is just that. A lot of it goes by when we're just trying to survive, juggle a household, kids. And if you're lucky, if you have time, trying to find a way to be happy. Being sent home, but I was told I was useless and to the workforce really made me look at my value. And to be honest, it really doubled my initial thought. This is our only life for now. And it's too short to spend half of it stressing over letting the sorrow get us down. 
I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass, but one fact remains is that we can't take life for granted. It's kind of a deep thought kind of subject, and honestly, something, something to research in our own ways. I say focus on becoming a better person from the day-to-day before, learning, adapting from my whole life to my outside public life. But the mind is more powerful than that. We have the ability to see steps in the future, but sadly, one thing is that kind of kills that is our ego. I mean, it's not worth dying over in the streets. I made a priority to have love and compassion when it comes, you know, to my friends and family. I mean, it's not just saying I love you. It's removing the bias of pains that's making you look at a problem with, you know, all aspects of the future, the loved one, the someone you're trying to help. Sometimes we don't want to look at the alternatives. I mean, but that has taught me to go in with the open mind to find, you know, the ultimate solution. You get tired of thinking bad or negative at a certain point in your life. Honestly, I'm just done with that. I was told there has to be a balance of life from school, work, family, life, and the outside life. The balance is something to find. I mean, is it part of life? Once you find that thing that opens your heart, these struggles that we deal with, they seem so small. Can we all experience that from people we live our lives with or finding out there, you know, is it, is it too overwhelming? But with all that, I'm, I'm enjoying life. And I honestly hope you guys do too. Because one of the things that I don't want to waste is what I'm doing right now. And as well as things we really don't think about because, you know, we get so wrapped up in, you know, work, paying bills, getting food, feeding ourselves, clothing ourselves, trying to maintain this order of, you know, our personal life, our home life, our work life, our friendship lives. And it's a juggle. It's all a constant juggle. We always try to do the best we can for all of our subjects, but there's always something that kind of breaks in all of them. And that's where our stress comes in. That's where our anxiety comes in. That's where our, you know, what ifs. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. I'm worrying too much. I'm second guessing myself. And by the time you know it, time has gone by. If I would have still been the same angry, scared, frustrated, depressed kid, I probably, I probably wouldn't even been talking right now. And by the time I knew it, I could have been 50 years old already before I finally seen, you know, what life is really is, and, you know, how I should have taken advantage of it. And I mean, we only get our, our only one, but you know, there's different points in other people's lives that you have that breakthrough moment. And just looking around at my apartment right now, looking at our TV, uh, our canvases, our pictures, the kids, like a little homeschool wall that's up. My laptop, this this chair, this mic that I'm talking into. It's kind of sad knowing that one day this will all be gone. I mean, the objects still be here in this earth, but the fact that we're not going to be here no more, we're going to transition to hopefully our next life, and our physical form will be will be gone. It's a big eye opener. It's a big kick in the butt to kind of make you appreciate everything that's going around. Appreciate the fact that out of trillions and trillions of lives, you decide you are here in this moment. You either have your family, your friends, but the fact remains is you're breathing. You've you won the best lottery you could ever get. 
And yes, some people's situations, different parts of the world are not ideal, not exactly what we want. But the fact remains, as soon as we're born, we've hit the lottery. As far as we know, we're the only ones on, in this universe. As far as we know, we're the only conscious, really, beings walking this earth the way we do. The way we're walking, talking, feeling emotions, showing empathy. We've, we've won the ultimate, the ultimate gift, the ultimate prize. So it's a matter of what we're going to do with it. Should we wor- worry about working all our lives? And everything that we should have done, everything that we wanted to do, well, it's too far back in the wants. It's unreachable. It's unattainable. And yeah, age is just a number, but there's some things that we'd want to do in our youth that physically we just can't when we get old. So it's really about finding this balance between every work, what we want, what we want to do. I mean, that's why we, I mean, one of those things that you know, wife talked about is we want to do whatever we wanted to do before we had kids. Because we know when you have kids, there is a sacrifice that has to be made. And as much as you want to travel, go with your friends every weekend, drink, you know, get messed up, take shot, whatever you're going to do. When you have a kid, that kind of has to go out of the window for a little bit. I know a lot of people say, you know, you need your personal space, your little me time, but one of the little small sacrifices is going to have to wait for at least, you know, a good, a good minute. But I mean, it's the priorities. We want to do everything we wanted to do before we had kids. We had kids and now we're going forward with our life. Not really so much that we stopped doing everything we want to do. We're still doing stuff that we do want, we want to do, but now it's involving the kids and those things that we love doing. We love doing them even more now because we have a kid. It's just part of our life. So this whole making plans, getting busy, it's really a chance for us to kind of stop, think about what we want to do and how we can move forward in finding this balance. I think I'm at an okay point to find some sort of balance. Honestly, this podcast has helped me a lot. So as long as I keep doing this, you know, it's a great tool for finding balance for me. I know everybody has their own thing, but for me, this is just part of it. So hopefully you can find yours. Hopefully you can find your enjoyment in life. So thanks again for listening for another week and until next time.